let's get scratching. We got an explosive broadcast coming to you. Listen up. Sega games, just keep playing them. Sega! We're back. It's the Sega Bit Swinger Report Show. Live. Get ready for Sega interviews and news. Hello and welcome to the Segabit Swingin' Report Show Live. I'm Barry. I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to work on that transition to jump on over to the room. But I just I love that music. Uh, so yeah, joining me here, you can hear him and now you can see him. It is Patrick Gardner, aka Corey Maru. He is the uh, uh, creator, runner. What, what do you call yourself for for Fan Jam? Uh, you may call me director for Sonic and Sega Fan Jam. All right, director. The director's here. <laughs> Produced and directed Hello. by uh, <laughs> Patrick. Um, yeah, so this is a uh, convention that you have run, not yearly. Um, it was, what would you say? How many of these have you done over how much of a span of time? I want to say I've done five events. Uh, I started in 2014, and I ended in 2018. But for this year, uh, we're bringing it back. Uh, you know, like to like have people just play like you know tons of Sega video games. Like some stuff like they've missed out on, or mm-hmm. like curious about like you know we have a newer generation coming up who are like curious about like other Sega franchises and stuff. And right. Fan Jam is definitely like the event. To like you know, you know, attend and you know play video games and meet their favorite guests who actually work on some of these games along with like other people from the fan community. Whether if it's Sonic the Hedgehog or like other you know Sega properties. Right. Yeah. So it's this November. It is happening because it was a Kickstarter launch, but it's it's been fully funded now. Um, what are those dates and times like? What. What, what's I just wanted to get at the top of the show, like if people are just like, oh, I want to go to this. Um, what's your elevator pitch? Like, how do you how do you go to this? When is it? Okay, go. so yes, so the dates uh, it's going to be on November twelfth uh, on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be held at the Hilton Marietta Conference Center, I believe. Um, it's uh, I'm not sure about the time yet. We're still working on that, um, but we do have like panels being submitted and like artists so that way once we get all that finalized we'll be able to like finalize the schedule and everything and i believe the hilton marietta is in marietta georgia at uh, 500 powder Strain, uh mm-hmm. powder spring street i believe um it's like a it's like a it's like a hotel where like you know they have like a like a venue space we're going to be pretty much downstairs of the venue where it's going to be like different separate rooms um, where we have like the, the cold room, which will be the panel room and where the contest is going to be held at. Uh, we also got like the, the Sanford and Lawrence room where artist alley and um, the guests will be at as well. And I think break room J is going to be the video game spot where people can play like tons of like Sega video games from like their rich history of the company like from the master system all the way up to the Dreamcast and even to like 
modern consoles and stuff like you know PlayStation, Xbox, nice. uh, era Sega games and stuff. Very cool. Um, I want to also want to mention that we're also going to have uh, we, we partner up with Data FGC. Um, we're going to be teaming up with them to bring in a few arcade classics. Uh, so far, three. Uh, we're going to be bringing in Virtual Fighter, I believe the original Virtual Fighter game. You know the Model One mm-hmm. Polygon uh, fighting game, then Puyo Puyo Fever, uh, and Crazy Text. Nice, nice, very nice. Um, so. I want to get more into like uh, what kind of guests you got going on there, and then after that into the history. But I gotta say, uh, if people recognize you, you actually write for Sega Bits. Um, you you've probably written more in the past than you have recently, just because you're so busy with this and some other projects. Um, but your your contributions to the site go back basically to the beginning. Um, you were there as a community member. We all. Uh, kind of migrated over after um, the the prior fan site was taken over by the mafia, and uh, we were we were forced out. And you you started writing for the site, so you you were a writer uh, in those very early days, correct? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, and I believe that's when I launched the website of the dead, which is that's like, right uh, a fan site dedicated to like the House of the Dead franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I I feel very bad for it because like I've been so busy with other things in life I haven't like had much time to update the uh, the website as much. Right. I did manage to like update some news regarding like you know the new game that just came out. Um, but I'll, I'll, well, we can talk about that later. And well, I think but, it's it's kind of funny because I think our first interaction online was actually you putting the call out like, oh, can someone make like the House of the Dead logo, but it looks like Website of the Dead. And I think yeah, I, yeah, I just I threw that, that up there, but I didn't even know you. Like, I, you were just, like, some guy who needed this, and I, I threw it up there. Um, <laughs> and so that's so funny because then, you know, down the road, we I, we were appearing on occasional podcasts together um, for the oh, yeah. site, uh, covering shows. A lot of the times you would attend conventions, then you'd send stuff back to us, and we would edit them up and put them up on the site. Um, kind of funny, I'm going to share my screen here. So people can see. Um, so yeah, this was actually a Swing and Report Show podcast uh, that we did back in 2014, almost to the today's date. It was July 3rd, 2014. And it was us talking about the Too Many Games convention, which we oh, yeah. uh, hosted a panel for. So how, uh, I guess, uh, fitting it is that you're here now, eight years later, almost to the date, talking about another convention on this podcast so it's it's just like it's in that wild yes super wild like (laughs) oh my god it's been a while too i'm actually miss going to too many games that's like one of the best like retro like video game convention i've ever been to like i remember how cheap the uh the sega saturn games were uh and like sega saturn to me is like a very underrated like console like not many people talk about it and like I remember so many fond memories of the Sega Saturn. My dad uh, gave me his Sega Saturn for my birthday, and I remember he had all the Virtual Fighter games, uh, like Virtual Fighter One, Virtual Fighter Two, mm-hmm. uh, Fighters Mega Mix. And I think I remember at one point my mom went to a store called Media Play, and she bought Virtual Fighter Kids. Like 
this like I had fighters making mix by the way, and this was way before I unlocked uh, Kids Akira and Kids Sarah, and like I knew somewhere that there was like a Virtual Fighter Kids game that had to make this like Virtual Fighter was popular like during that time, and my mom's like just suddenly just bought the game, and I was like, oh, how is there? There is the actual Virtual Fighter Kids game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking about um, just like retro game collecting and purchasing in and of itself could be like a whole podcast just because, you know, on the Segabits Discord, we talk a lot about like, oh, I just picked up this game, you know, and or, oh, my God, I can't believe how much this game is. And I'll look back and see like my eBay purchases from like 5, 10, 15 years ago, and I'll be like, holy crap, these things were like nothing. And so, yeah, I... I distinctly yeah. remember going to too many games in 2014 and buying stuff that now sell for so much i actually um was cataloging uh, cataloging my stuff recently and like just looking at it sonic r 142 dollars now resident oh, evil wow. 227 sonic what? jam 250 burning ragers 817 dollars oh disc, yeah, disc only panzer dragoon saga 1000 dollars like i just have the discs like i got them off <laughs> you know, like it's insane. Speaking of, speaking of Burning Rangers, yeah, um, like I remember buying the game just a disc, and like I went to GDC to volunteer. I, I think I think uh, I think I did a report on that too for Sega Bits uh, as well. And like, there's some like iconic like Sega, you know, there's some former and like current Sega employees there. Uh, like uh, Tetsuya Mitsuguchi, mm-hmm. yeah, creator of Final Five, he was there presenting like Res uh, VR, I believe. Yeah. Um, and talking up with Mitsuyoshi, uh, man, he was such a gentleman. He was so amazing to be around with. He speak fluent English. Um, I actually almost had lunch with him and everything. Uh, he actually signed a copy of Burning Rangers. I don't, I don't think I have thing on it now like I, I got it somewhere it's it, it's in this room somewhere but like he signed like a like a like a disc uh copy of Unburning Rangers uh-huh. and I was like oh my god the signature like it's all spooky and everything he was like ha, ha, there you go <laughs> it, was, it was so awesome that's too funny. Well, you, you've you had years of convention attendance. You've gone to so many of them. Um, of course, you have so many memories. But I feel like in the work that you do on Fan Jam, you're probably encountering a lot of things at these conventions that you either are like, oh, that's really cool. I'd love to you know, see that at more conventions. Or things where you're like, man, I don't know why they're doing this. This needs to be better. They need to fix this or that. Like, what is, What would you say the top things are that you've encountered at other conventions where Fan Gem is kind of an, maybe an answer to, like, your way of uh, refining it or fixing it or removing something you just don't like from conventions? Uh, well, I want to I wanna, I wanna, I wanna take it way back. When yeah. Sega used to have the, you know, like, the Sonic Boom events where they're just like you know promote sonic and other they're like you know sonic the hedgehog and the, like other media that's associated with that brand right um i thought to myself i even asked aaron weber this question like like you know is there like any way they can promote any other sega brands like you know like the other games to, like to have their own little convention or something like something like a like a sega gathering 
yeah. basically not just focusing on Sonic, but like Sega in general. And I just felt like that was the only thing for me, at least, that was missing. Because like, <laughs> like I remember going to, and I think you were there too. That's what like, I think that was like the second time we met up with like, and that was like the first time I met George too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were at uh, Sonic Boom and uh, 2012, I believe. I think it was 2012 when they announced Sonic Adventure 2, the, the new release. It was the um, 25th anniversary party that I think you met 20, me and yes. George. Yeah, in yeah, San yeah, Diego. Yeah, 20, yeah, 25th anniversary. Yeah. Um, no, actually, no, no, no. I think, I think it was way back. It was, it was the, the Sonic Blue event. It was, it was like 2012. I'll get to the 25th anniversary one. I remember I was cosplaying as uh, Jiro Masashi from mm-hmm. the 3DS Shinobi game. And I was like the only person who was actually like a Sega character. Everyone else was just like a Sonic character in some way, shape, or form. And I remember, like, you know, I didn't win anything. But I remember Julian Mayfield, he used to work at Sega, he used to be like a community manager. He mm-hmm. actually gifted me the uh, Sega Dreamcast hoodie for like cosplaying as like something he's like very fond of, like Shinobi. And, you know, that, that meant a lot to me. And I always wanted to like, you know, I wanted Sega to like do their own Sega Fest where they just like show off their other brands and stuff and promoting them and like other people. Like just, because like, there, there are times where they just focus too much on one brand mm-hmm. or like one or two and I just feel like you know this isn't the Sega I remember and so they used to do like like a lot like with their brands and stuff like Virtual Fighter and uh, Golden Axe Streets of Rage right Night, right um, Jet Set Radio like freaking Jet Set Radio and like Space Channel 5 had like E3 presentations like I want to see stuff like that Right. Um, and for a fan jam, the way I kind of incorporate it, um, I try to I try to get as much uh, you know variety as possible because we know there's other events uh, like Sonic Revolution, Summer of Sonic, uh, the, the, you know Chaos Creators, and like you know they're they're all focused on you know Sonic, but they're, they're still different in their own unique way. But right. My event is more focused on the variety of Sega and their franchises because we're trying to get like all the the community people to like to come together for this one big Sega party. Right. Yeah, and yeah. if if I may, I remember this like these complaints that you had because we had the um the old Segabits forums which are still active but we had a a, a staff forum and I remember you were in there and you were saying you were complaining about these sorts of things. Um you know, you wanted to see Sega have like official Sega conventions instead of just these Sonic yeah. events, and and I remember you even got so far as to like you started planning them, and you you were like I need to call them something, and we were like, and I think we were helping like pitch names and like it was like well yeah, it's Sonic Jam, yeah. Fan Jam, and then you were like yes. oh I love Fan Jam, Sega Fan yeah, Jam, yeah. and then I think one of us was like. You got to put Sonic on there. People aren't going to come to it, so call it. And I think Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing was like a thing. So we're like Sonic yeah, and Sega yeah. fan jam, yeah, fan jam. So. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like, because like I like it actually helped like Sega a lot when they added like Sonic to the name. Because like even even I was fond of like Sonic being in crossover games, 
like with like other brands and stuff like you know you see sonic and like you know cute cameos and stuff like virtual right. Cop three and then you'll see like knights in a sonic game like with sonic 2 like they have like a knight's hotel yeah and everything and like yeah. you know stuff like that it's just just brings me joy and yeah, like you mentioned before, it, it actually did bring in a lot more people. <laughs> like, especially from the Sonic community. Um, I want to say, like, the last fan jam we did, we, we had, like, certain contests. Uh, I think, like, those were, like, the highlights. Because, like, I basically took inspiration from, like, bonus mini games from, like, you know, Shinobi and Alex Kidd and mm. turned them to, like, real-life contests. And, like, just seeing, like, Aaron Weber and like his friend Ryan just doing rock paper scissors and stuff and just has this dramatic feeling to it like you know making it like more lively as possible right um, the last one we did we had like a Sega quiz and Dakota helped with that um, I thought for a minute like we had like a lot of people who were like just focused on Sonic yeah um, but very you would be surprised <laughs> like they were getting these answers right we were asking like basic Sega questions like you know what console did Jet Set Radio appeared in and most people got it right and I even like rung up I think I added like a Soccer Wars mm-hmm. like reference too and someone got that and I was like whoa okay someone knows their Sega knowledge <laughs> I like that you know like it's it's like helping Sega you know get popularity back again because I remember yeah. Um, for like for some of the events and stuff because like some some of these events were kind of like kind of like self-made and stuff too to some degree um, I, I would like work extra hours at work and you know driving doing Uber <laughs> like try to raise as much money as possible to get like you know everything situated like you mm-hmm. know covering the guests covering the venue for the event getting the equipment that we would need for everything um, and during my time when I was driving people around with Uber, I would like promote Fan Jam there. And, you know, most of the people like I talked to, they only remember Sega from like, uh, besides Sonic and like the Genesis and Dreamcast. Like, there's no mention of Master System, Saturn, right. or, or even right. Arcade. Stuff. They only remember like the Genesis and Dreamcast days. Um, but you know that's that's one of the main reasons why I like I kind of like bring up fan jam and stuff because like I want people to be more like you know a little bit more aware of like other Sega brands and stuff and hopefully that'll help Sega to some degree to like you know revitalize their IPs and stuff. Oh, absolutely, and I think the crossovers are a really smart thing. Like when you see um, Jet Set Radio content in Sonic Forces. Or you yep. see uh, Yakuza content in Monkey Ball, but then Sonic's in it, and he's like in one of the trailers. Like, it just kind of connects everything. And one of my favorite things that Sega did as of recent is that um, Sonic movie one and two um, intro, where you see that screen, and then it shrinks down, and you see oh, all yes. the franchises. And I just like, I, I, I mean, I'm not one to like react at theaters and go, "Oh my god!" But like in my head, I was like, in my head, I was like, "How in the hell am I seeing like all of these Sega franchises on a, a movie screen?" And this is happening yeah. in thousands of movie screens across the country. And I was like, and it wasn't just like Jet Set Radio and Sonic and things. I was like, 
There's yeah. like Roomania number 203, like a Japanese exclusive um, uh, simulator, like a god yeah. sim for a guy in a... And it's just like, it just <laughs> goes to show you how diverse and how just like crazy the Sega um, portfolio is. And um, this is going to be a weird segue, but we've got that video up um, that actually just went up today, the um, Sega... Uh, creators video to f- describe Sega in one word. Um, yes. I'm not going to play it, but I've got it uh, showing here very briefly on the screen. People can uh, see it here. But basically, it's like, you know, it, it's just when you look at that, all the people in that Sega fans themselves are a very diverse community. Like, yes. um, I don't know, like, it, it, I don't feel like I've seen that so much um in other fandoms um maybe i'm wrong but like when when i see the um when i see the sega community and i see the images from fan jam and all that like young old um different races different genders like it just it's it's and even you see that um with the uh sega bits um writing team you know like i'm not going to go down the list but when if you were to put us in a room and take a picture of all of us it's a very diverse group of people. Like, there's a reason why I put the um, the rainbow flag up there uh, for last month, and I'm I'm keeping it up there until I, you know, want to put like a jack o' lantern up there or something for Halloween. And it's because you know people on our team, you know, uh, current and in the past, we've had people, um, you know, of of you know, who celebrate LGBTQ, and it's just it's. It's so yeah. awesome to be in a community where you experience that. Um, I don't know. I just I think it's really cool to see that. Um, I don't know because I I'm in, I am in some fandoms and it's just a bunch of white guys. Like when I go to some of the <laughs> some of the forums or events, you know. Um, and so it's just it's kind of nice to see a little diversity. Oh, That's yeah, what definitely. I'm trying to get at, and I'm sure you see that too. You, um, what are do you do you ever get like some older fans coming to these things like uh, yeah yeah oh, yeah um, actually I was just getting off the phone from somebody uh, asking a question regarding like the Kickstarter and everything and he said he was excited to like bring his wife and son because like he remember like playing all the older Sega games from like Genesis and everything um, yeah there there's like a couple of older people who show up at the event. Uh, Help showing their kids like classic like Sega games they used to play, and that, that makes me happy too. Like, like I even got my nephews into like Sonic. Like, that's something that like helped me, you know, through you know life and stuff. And you know, I enjoyed the Hedgehog. You know, it's it's, it's just this cool dude. Like, you know, he's a cool dude with an attitude. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's big, huge inspiration to all of us. And you know, to pass it on to like a newer generation, it's like just amazing you know yeah absolutely yeah it's and i'm seeing that with the sonic movies coming out now like there are kids as young as like two years old now and that's their sonic and that's just totally cool especially now that's the sequel and like the movie it's so much better than the first movie um but yeah i'm just i'm really excited for what's to come from sega in the future um and just how fans latch onto it hey i wanted to take a look at the guests so oh yes I'm going to bring up here the website and I'm just, let's let's see can we run through all yeah we can run through all of them oh, yeah, yeah, um, definitely, not, definitely. 
all the announced ones right now. So um, there's a trio here I see at the top. It's Eric Kelso, Corey Marshall, and Liesl Wilkerson. So what is yep. the common connection for these these cats? Yeah, so, um, you know, as, you know, a lot of people may recognize the cast of the Shinbu series. Uh, yeah, uh, we have Eric Kelso, Lisa Wilkerson, and, of course, Corey Marshall. Um, yeah, so, like, it's, it's amazing to have all of them as, as like, guests and stuff. Uh, Lisa is uh, a veteran to Fan Jam. We actually brought her in for... The second event. Um, as for uh, Corey and Eric, I believe we only had them for the uh, the webcam during a time when Lisa's uh, over. But I'm happy to announce that we're going to be bringing them to uh, Fan Jam this year. I'm, for me at least, I'm happy to I'm, I'm happy to meet Eric Koslo because like he voices Jackie Bryant in Virtual Fighter, um, and he also voiced uh, Captain Falcon. Uh, F Zero GX. Not it's a, it's a Nintendo brand, but Sega did help develop it. I think it was Amusement Visions um, that helped make the game. Like mm-hmm. Shiro Um Yeah, so I'm I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, just to have like the Shinmu cast reunited and stuff for an event like this. Because I remember there's a group photo with all of them together, and you know something like that, like have them all reunited, would be like just a special thing for Fan Jam and. I wanted to do something a little special for like Shimu fans and Virtual Fighter fans because uh, we had the Shimu the animation that just dropped uh, recently a couple of months ago and Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown that it released if I'm not mistaken like last year I believe. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one I have here is Ryan Drummond. I think a lot of people know him as the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog from '98. Oh, to 2004 so he'll be there as well uh yes. well, how did you get him is he he's pretty easy to get a hold of right he's not uh, elusive <laughs> well I'll, I'll i'll say this um i've like we've been trying to get like like a main sonic voice actor for a while um it it, it took a couple of, of like methods to get him down here and stuff and everything um yeah but like other than that yeah, we're, we're happy to announce uh, Ryan Drummond uh, to come in and everything. Um, so like he'll, he'll be definitely down for the event. I believe, uh, I can't remember, he also voiced another Sega character from Illbleed. I think Kevin Kurtzman. I remember a friend of mine like kind of mentioned them a little bit. Like, oh yeah, he's Kevin Kurtzman from this game called Illbleed. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember be like I can hear the I can hear that distinct voice from that <laughs> ending no bleed where like uh like Eric Erica would like like she her dad basically like scared the crap out of her in the end and you know like she's just holding on to the man's arm and everything. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh but yeah, like I'm happy to bring in Ryan Drummond. Uh we've been trying to get him since like the second fan jam. Uh, but there's been like you know a couple of like you know hiccups from here and there and stuff. But like now, we're able to confirm that Ryan Drummond will be coming to Sonic and Sega Fan Jam uh, for this event. Um, I, I I wish we got Ryan uh, not Ryan Drummond, but like I wish kind of wish he had uh, Roger like, Craig Smith too. Yeah, yeah. Pretty chill. Um, 
because I know he was on Charity Stream, the Sonic uh, Pillar team, and he was just talking about astronomy. Like, like I, I think that's his like passion and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This man needs to like make his own YouTube series and talk about space. And so yeah. He was, like high knowledge of that. And he was he was on the uh, the Swinging Report show too, right? Like. Oh yes, a long time ago. I want to bring him back. Um, but yeah, he's a super cool guy. He actually came on to discuss. Um, he came on to discuss Batman Origins. That's how we got him because cool. they they reached out to us and they were like, "Hey, Batman Origins is coming out. Do you want him on?" And I'm like, "Absolutely. You do know that we're a Sega fan site." Um, but you know, out of respect to you, we'll we'll talk about Batman Origins for like 30 minutes and then and then get into the Sonic stuff. And I think. That wasn't necessary, but I think they really appreciated that. So, you know, and yeah, and I mean, I'm sure you get it, too. Like, sometimes you got to, like, look at what their interest is. And if they're, like, a little cagey or, like, they don't want to be known as the the so-and-so guy or girl, then you just got to appeal to, like, what they're interested in and then be like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not going to yeah, be, yeah. we're not going to be I plastering sure, no. Sonic's face next to yours and, like, <laughs> putting it on bus stops. But, that, um, yeah, that's a that's the thing about voice actors and stuff like they're they're recognizable for who they voice for but like they don't want to be too associated because like you know i i agree with that like there's a lot of other characters that they voiced in and stuff because i know roger craig smith also voiced chris redfield in Resident evil which i really like him in that role as well like you know voters and everything yeah Um, yeah and he also he also voiced vice in um Valkyria Chronicles, and I told him that, and he didn't. He didn't realize that Vice was like a notable character. Oh, <laughs> he was, really? I was like, "Did you know you voiced another blue hero from a Sega <laughs> game?" And he's like, "No." And I told him, "He's like, wow, that was like a, a cameo. Wow, okay. Wow." <laughs> um, <laughs> keeping it on, keeping it on Sonic. Then we have, uh, uh, I'm. Oh my goodness, I think I'm going to mess up both their names. We have uh, Gigi Dutro, right? And then uh, Dutrix, yes, yes, and then. Baracardi Curry. Yeah, Baracardi Curry. Yes, uh, okay. they're both IDW uh, comic artists. I knew Gigi for a while. She actually helped with Fandam uh, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now she's, you know, up in that IDW status now. Um, she did a couple of covers for them. And, you know, I'm happy to have her back as a guest. And Baracardi, uh, he, I believe, worked on a couple of like art pieces for not only IDW, but, like, for Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Oh. And, um, okay. He also did the uh, the Kickstarter uh, classic Sega art print where it has, like, characters that's, like, represented from, like, the classic era of Sega, like, from the Master System all the way to, like, PS2 and Xbox era. Uh, like, I just, like, the way he drew uh, Alice Landale from Fantasy Star just... Like as she's praying, and they like have all the other Sega characters come out as if it's like a dream. Like it kind of reminds me of like Sega Heroes on mobile, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So good. I can't wait for everyone to get like those. Uh, for those who are like able to, you know, you know, donate to the Kickstarter, they'll be able to get uh, one of those sweet posters along with like another poster by uh, Tracy Yardley, who worked on the Modern Edition, mm-hmm. which focuses on like. Sega of today, where it's focused on uh, like no games like Sonic Frontiers, which is coming out soon, and other past Sega games that came out like the last two years or so, like Yakuza Like a Dragon, the new Soccer Wars game, mm-hmm. and Lost Judgment, and everything else. 
That's awesome. Yeah, and so um, little tip for people going to this, if you want to get these, they're, they're all doing autographs, I assume. They're all happy to sign things. Um, but do a little research because I've seen people bring things and then they realize that the voice actor is not actually in the piece that they're getting signed. Because it can be a common mistake, especially yeah. I saw a guy getting uh, Mike Pollock to sign Sonic Adventure, and he was happy to do it, but I wanted to be like, wait, he's not in that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to, like, we'll, we'll take, like, suggestions and stuff and look into everything. Yeah. Because um, we're still working on everything else and stuff in terms of, like, uh, you know, you know, with, like, the current situation that we have that, you know, prevented, like, conventions, like, a certain 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 thing that like you know just pretty much ruin everyone's gear like right 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 you know yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so we're, we're we're taking that to like consideration for sure definitely um and you know we'll we'll like take any suggestions or if you have, if you guys have any questions regarding fan jam you can like ask me on twitter at cory maru or the fan jam twitter at ss fan jam and we'll mm-hmm. uh get back to you as soon as we can and they're going to be doing panels as well. I know you're you're going to have. Are you going to you're going to do a Shenmue panel, and you're going yes. to do a Virtua Fire panel. It's going to be two separate panels. Yes. Uh, so we're we're looking to doing panels for like our voice actors, mm-hmm. and we also got some other panels in mind. But we're still waiting on some more like panels to be submitted and stuff. So I believe panel submissions will end on August fifteenth. Uh, we'll we'll share it on the Twitter and um, and the other pages, like every once in a while and stuff. So like yeah. there's plenty of time to sign up and everything. We we do got like a good amount of people signing up and stuff. So yeah, and we we'll also got like you know Artist Alley and Pinder. I believe that's closed at the moment. Um, so we're gonna be finalizing that and emailing our uh, you know the people who signed up the form and stuff. Nice, nice. And, you know, like we've talked in private, if you're looking for someone to moderate these panels, I'm itching to do it. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I just got 225 podcasts under my belt over uh, 75 interviews, so, you know, it's it's no biggie to me. I'm not going to oh, choke. I got you. I got you, fam. I got you. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the community guests. So there are some people here that um, people will recognize. Uh, one of them, he actually became famous because he actually sat at our panel in 2014 it's some call me johnny uh he's gonna be there and that was so funny because when he when when i took the picture of the crowd everyone was going oh my god some called me johnny's in your audience and i was like (laughs) "Ooh!" but he's he's probably the most well-known i think in terms of like time because that was 2014 and this dude is still going still really well known um so what what is what is his role going to be there? Is he attending? Is he doing a panel? Like how how are the community guys going to be um, featured at the convention? Um, I know I know some of them are going to be guests for you know people to like see and meet and everything. It's basically like a meet and greet, and there are going to be some community guests who are going to like actually have panels as well. Um, but yeah, some comedy Johnny is going to be there. I actually met him a couple of times at MomoCon. He's really it's a really nice guy, uh, pretty chill to hang out with. Um, definitely has a lot of YouTube videos under his belt. Like, not only he covers like Sonic, he also covers like other video games um, on his channel and everything. And a lot of people really like the dude. And I, you know, I, I appreciate something like that. Like, you know, 
because like you know YouTube has become a big thing for like you know gamers and stuff and where people can just talk about like their passion for this particular video game and like view it from like you know from the from the inside out I remember like one attendee uh, there we, we had like a Sonic Heroes tournament at one point uh-huh. and like <laughs> they showed an exploit how to like have like infinite like uh, chaos control with like Team Dark and they literally told me they got it from some comic Johnny I was like, really now? Because I've never seen this glitch before, like at all. And it's just like this man has really influenced somebody to glitch up a game. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, man, like I, I didn't even know that, like at all. Like I played Sonic Girls a lot, and I never knew that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, he he is well beloved, very genuine guy. I talked to him a few times. Um, very cool guy. Uh, there's also Ant Dude. He's a YouTube content creator, that's his title. I'm one too, actually. I think you are too. I think we all are uh, in this day and age. (laughs) But he is, he's a Sonic, Sonic tuber. Would he accept that title? I think he would. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got, we got, we got a a lot of like Sonic YouTubers and our uh, community guests and stuff. We also got like a few Sega folks there as well. Um, Like G to the next level and um, memory corrects me. Uh, that's, that's another person. Well, Again, there's Sam Procrastinates I, is going to be there. Yeah, Sam um, Procrastinates is going to be there. We he also have Chow Mix. Um, Chow Mix. Who I became aware of pretty recently because he was actually going to be at Galloping Ghost Arcade. Um, and I like commented on it, and then I was like, they were like, oh, you should go. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I should. And then I realized, like, I'm like burnt out at the end of the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like I can't just run off and play yeah. video games, but yeah, uh, Chow, seems Chow like Mix. a really cool guy. What's what? So what's his, what's his deal? What's he do? Uh, Chow Mix, he uh, basically discussed like the lore of Sonic. Uh, he actually comes up with like interesting topics regarding like the origins of like certain characters, like Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, and then like also analyzing like different Sega games, not Sega games, cool. but like Sonic the Hedgehog games, like, uh, like Sonic Frontiers. And he really does like uh, like a good detail on them and everything. Um, he also did a, a video on Super Monkey Ball as well. Oh, that's so, nice. You know, bring a lot more variety to the table. <laughs> I see another um, guest here, Victor McKnight, who also has some Super Monkey Ball connections here. Um, producer, songwriter, artist. Um, so mainly music and co- composing. Are they going to be performing at all? Um, we're still working on that uh, for a bit. We're trying to figure out like the scheduling, how everything is going to be like and stuff. But like, I want to at least see what we can do in terms of like having like bands, maybe like have like music play at the event, perhaps. Yeah. So, like, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely maybe a playlist that, like, or something. But yeah, Victor makes some like very like good music and stuff, like Monkey Ball and Sonic. I think his latest music is uh, up to speed, um, which is like uh, basically like a remsen of like Sonic and Knuckles, like just duking it out and everything. Like it's, it's really good. The soundtrack is like really awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, so definitely give him a follow. We haven't already. That's awesome. Uh, you also have Sky Rocket, musician and composer here, um, also going to be attending. I'm sure you're going to be even if they're not performing, you're going to be 
pumping something through the speakers there so people can check out their music. Yeah. Um, and we have Treasure Hunting Sonic, uh, Sonic Merch Collector. So he's probably you probably want to steer clear of him because he's just going to want to like buy stuff off of you if you buy some merch at the convention. Um, no, what, what is is he uh, going to be doing a panel or what's um, what's he going to? Uh, what can people expect from Treasure Hunting Sonic? I I believe uh, he actually came to visit me uh, with his family and stuff at one point. Um, he is definitely interested in doing the panel, uh, showcasing like a bunch of like the, like Sonic the Hedgehog merch that he like recently found, um, like you know like the rare stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, like maybe maybe like a few Sonic fans might have and everything. Uh, so I'm kind of expecting to see maybe uh, him showing off like unique Sonic items that no one has like ever seen before. Like yeah, yeah. Even like. And maybe maybe some like I know he uh, worked with Stray Rats on the Sonic merch stuff. Yeah, he, he uh, used his collection as like a photo backdrop for some of their um, their their uh, merch drops. Like the the trendy kids were like doing that. The trendy kids. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. No, I'm well aware of him. We actually we talk sometimes. He's like, oh, did you see this thing on eBay or something like that? But more often than not, he's like upset when I like get something off eBay that he was looking at or um, what makes me really happy is when he asks to buy things from me that he can't get and I'm like no it's mine ha 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 so you know a little little rival little friendly rivalry there Um, we have someone who I actually never met but I feel like I'm like super aware of her it's uh, Emmy Jones and she's like all over the social medias um what is her claim to fame? She she voices Tails in a lot of fan projects, correct? That's correct. And she also does a lot of music projects as well. Um, she did, like, renditions of, like, classic, like, Sega and Sonic tunes and stuff. Like, you know, Sonic Adventure. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think she did something with Fantasy Star, I believe, okay. recently. Nice. Um, and the most important thing that she did recently, which was, like, something I really enjoy, was Sonic and Tails R, which is, like, a radio show, uh, you know, podcast where it explains, like, adventures of, like, Sonic and Tails. And it, it kind of gives you that Sonic Adventure era feel to it. And, like, you don't even need, like, pictures or, like, animation. You can just see it in your mind, like, like imagination, like you just can imagine it and everything, and like the the cast that she brung in, like uh, Jason Griffith, Ryan Drummond, Mike Pollock. That's um, awesome. Even some like some of the band voice actors as well uh, came on the board. I believe Aaron Weber was on one one episode at one point, and I think that was like pretty awesome. They're like they were able to manage like uh, like a huge collaboration with people to make this project happen and stuff. It was, it was amazing. Um, so, yeah, I hope, uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her come back to Fan Jam again um, to, like, hopefully, if, you know, she's interested in doing, like, the Sonic and Tails panel, I'm definitely, like, willing to support that. That's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's definitely a rising star um, and does a great Tails voice. I remember hearing that. Um, and then we have uh, G to the next level. His name's George, but he's not our George. But he is uh, 
He's going to punch you if you get near him, it looks like, and he doesn't know how to plug in a Sega Genesis. He just carries it around with him. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I love the, I love the <laughs> pictures in front of all the walls of games. Um, so he, I've seen some of his videos. He's relatively new to the scene. Um, what, uh, what drew you to him and what um, makes you think he's a, a good fit for fans? I, I, like, I like his Genesis collection. <laughs> so, so you're luring him away from his home for a convention while you go to his home and thieve <laughs> his games. No, I, I, I like his sorting there. I see that he's actually labeled. It looks like they're sorted by label color, but then his Dreamcast games are actually not. So that's a good question to ask him. Like, what, what's your sorting there? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe alphabetic or release order. I don't know, I mean, but. You can you can tax him in person. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but that that's really cool. Um, I know a lot of people enjoy his content. So sweet. So how many more people can we expect uh, between now and the convention? Um, depending on uh, the budget that we have mm-hmm. uh, for now. This is this is the uh, guess that we have for now, but. Uh, maybe down the line, depending on how long, like the uh, the next batch sale is going to be, we can probably fit like a couple of more people. Like maybe more focus on the industry. Yes, maybe. Um, yeah. Would, it's like one people I really wanted to bring back was T Lopes. Uh, fortunately, he may not be able to make it to the event because he's been so busy with like so many other projects. Like the recent TMT uh, Shredder's Revenge, which is a good game, by the way. Definitely check oh, yeah. that out. Absolutely. On all major platforms. Um, like, this is like a wish list for now, but like, it's not all on the cards or anything. Another guest I would love to bring in uh, is Tom Kalinsky because he was the, uh, like, I believe he was a former CEO of Sega of America at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he um, pretty much made what Sonic is to what he is now, like like a popular like, you know, mascot for the company. Yeah. And, you know, like helped skyrocket the sales of the Sega Genesis. Um, you know, I, I would love to have him down and stuff. But just gotta, yeah, like, Tom's Tom's an absolute sweetheart. Um I mean the, the difficulty is with these older uh older guard from Sega that just travel sometimes difficult for them. But you know, you never know. He he and Al Nielsen are very open to fan initiatives. So even if you want to reach out to him for like a pre-recorded video, just say, you know, like we're doing a fan convention. It'd be awesome if you could kick it off with a video. He would probably be down for that. Um, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd hesitate to say a live Skype call in because, you know, with those older guys, they don't always have the, the right setup. Um, I know from experience, uh, you know, it'd be like, oh. Am I, am I talking to the mic? I'm like, no, sir, but I'm not going to correct you because you're, you're the former CEO of Sake of America. Um, no, but yeah, he, he's absolutely awesome. And, you know, it's super important to, to um, always approach these guys because guys and girls, women, I always say guys and girls and then I get corrected, uh, women and men. Uh, from Sega's past because they're not going to be around forever. I mean, we've yeah. had health scares for some of them. And I'll be quite honest, I've noticed that in recent years, it's not the older ones who pass away unexpectedly. It's some of the younger ones. We've had um, 
creator of uh, Eternal Champions passed away at a quite young age, I'd say. Yeah, um, And it's just... And sometimes we don't know about it until... Like, we don't really know what their contributions are until we find out that they've passed away. Uh, just because people either have not thought to seek them out, um, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, my advice to you would be that if someone comes to mind, just do it. Because you never know how long they're going to be around. It might be the last time you talk to them. <laughs> you know, Not yeah, to be a downer, but... I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we also recently lost uh, Bernie Stoller too. That's right. Year. Yeah, and yeah. the um, uh, uh, Sega of Japan's um, Dreamcast console pitch man who uh, worked for the company uh, passed away a year ago, but they didn't publicly announce it until just this past month. So. Um, yeah, this is the downer portion of the show where we talk about people who passed away. I feel like my dad's visiting. That's pretty much all he does. Hey, did you hear who passed away? I'm like, who who died, Dad? Who, tell me, please. Um, no, but, uh, you know, on, on the lighter side of things, it's a really cool lineup. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, I mean, actually meeting some of these people. So that's going to be really cool. And... I've seen how excited some fans get just to meet, you know, their favorite YouTuber or or comic artist or voice actor. So you're really going to, um, I think, make a lot of fans, not only day, but probably year, <laughs> you know. Um, so that's that's supremely awesome. It's, it's a really great group that you've assembled. And I'll be honest, too, I like that you're keeping it. Um, it's a sizable group, adding more. Um, is definitely cool, but like it's nice to not have so many people that when you attend, you're like, man, I really didn't have a chance to go talk to this comic artist or YouTube creator because I was there all day looking, talking to all the voice actors, you know, or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it seems a little more manageable, and you can also, I mean, I, I've experienced it with Liesl Wilkerson. She is just such a cool woman to just like chat with she's not um she's not like i don't know she's just a normal person all all of these people are and i really appreciate and respect that so you know if you're going there and you have the jitters and you like get their autograph and you don't really have the you know the courage to talk to them then they're gonna be there and it's not going to be like a 300 person line or you just paid for the autograph ticket and you lost your chance. Like they're going to be there and you're going to have that chance to have, you know, some personal connection with them. Ask that question you've never been able to ask. So, um, that's super cool. And I'll be quite honest. If I'm moderating panels, I think a, a really important thing is fan Q and a, um, it's a great way to, uh, you know, learn some things about the actors that, fans have wanted to know about or you know you yourself haven't thought to ask so super cool stuff um is there anything else you wanted to say to people about fan jam before we move on to uh our final topics of the pod oh yeah um we're working on another badge sale for the event so those who missed out on the uh, kickstarter pre-sale badge don't fret we're still gonna have like another badge sale Unfortunately, with the, this badge sale that's coming up, it's going to be like the general badges. So you'll only be able to get the badge and perhaps the brochure that goes with it. Um, the Kickstarter is only exclusive to the the items. The Kickstarter is just exclusive to that, you know, pre-sale only. 
Um, but we're looking into like bringing like you know bad free sales and stuff like probably probably might be the same price as like the attendance badge and the Kickstarter like twenty five dollars mm-hmm. to like, you know get in and everything. Um, and it it's the way for us to you know make sure like we can cover the cost of these guests coming through um, and the venue and the equipment that we probably need for the events. So that way we can have everything like nice and steady. Because for me, like when it comes to events and stuff, I like to like have everything done like months beforehand or at least right. like the day before, make sure all the setups is like, you know, nice and neat. So that way nothing like no technical difficulties get in the way. Sometimes technical difficulties can like happen anyway, but like it'll be very minimal. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So we'll that's awesome. That so uh, if you, you know, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, just look up Sonic and Sega Van Dam or SS Van Dam mm-hmm. on Facebook and Twitter. Um, it should be there. Oh, I want. I do want to say one last thing. So, mm-hmm. regarding the the remix added to it, like that, it's that that inspiration right there was from Virtual Fighter Remix. Ah, oh. you know, like how they they changed up with the graphics and everything and stuff too. Like this Fan Jam is kind of more focused on. You know, with all the the newer like games that Sega has been dishing out, like the Soccer Wars, and you know they also got like licensed like games like Streets of Rage Four and House of the Remake. Mm-hmm. Like they're pretty much, I guess, rebooting their their franchises. I guess maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. Kind of also outsourcing it to like other developers, like giving it like the Sonic Mania treatment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So like you know stuff like that. That's like. I guess you could call it the theme of this year's fan camp. That's cool. Like, I like the yeah, theme. That... <laughs> I like the concept of theme. Speaking of this year, now we, I don't want to scare you, but there is someone with a question. They said, is this going to be a yearly thing from now on? Um, and you took quite a long break. I, I presume it was either just burnout. <laughs> what was it? What was the break? Tell me about this. Uh, well, the break was, I kind of wanted to focus on myself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that go? No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> You're back doing I mean, conventions. Something happened. Uh, I, I guess it's like all the all the stuff that happened recently, like you know, like a certain thing that prevented us to like make us like stay at home for like no. yeah, four no. hours straight and stuff. And I hear you. I'm just messing just, with you, but I I know what you mean. <laughs> and I mean yeah. we we've, we've changed so much over the years. Like I was talking about how well, the last time you were on this podcast was 2014 like you were a completely different person then than you are now and I, and so was I like we were in different places in our lives all that so <laughs> I get it I get it um yeah. but would you say the success of this would make or break like you doing another one of these in one or two years uh yeah it, it all depends on the reception and everything and feedback yeah um and you know if I ever do like another fan jam after this, like I kind of want to expand the days a little bit, maybe two days. Yeah, perhaps. yeah. That way we can have like a little bit more spaced out scheduling and like a lot more stuff. Because like I like activities, you know, I like people to like participate in like tournaments and you know some of the contests and stuff too, and like just you know people just get together and play Sega games. Oh, absolutely! And I, and I would, I would love to bring in like maybe some like Sega employees or, you know, producers who worked on some of the older games and everything, um, 
you know, like, I don't know, like, if, if this event becomes successful and then, like, you know, you know, how, like, Sonic, Summer Sonic was teamed up with Sega and stuff, like, if that ever happens, I don't know. It beats me, but, like, you know, if that ever <laughs> happens, that, that would be great. Like, you know, yeah. you have some of the Sega support, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably cry. <laughs> That'd be special. That'd be special. Um, yeah, you know, just lifting back the curtain a little bit because of the uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, I was hard at work in 2019 planning to do a Sega ten, Sega Bits 10th anniversary party in Chicago, and wow. it was going to be at um, Galloping Ghost Arcade. Uh, was gonna maybe look into because there's so many venues around there, maybe renting out a party space so it would be like. Um, party in the day and then gaming at night or vice versa oh, yes. um, and it just it just the whole plans kind of fell through you know couldn't do it um, but that's something I definitely want to like consider reviving and I think meetups in general like um, outside of the convention thing like in off years or or you know just you know regional meetups those are a lot of fun to do too um, oh, yeah. you know so you know, keep keep your eyes and ears open because that's definitely something I, I personally am looking to put together maybe next year. I think that would be a lot of fun. Some people can fly in, hang out. There's no the only real fee is to just like go to Galloping Ghost Arcade, which is twenty bucks. So, you know, um, largest arcade in the country in the world, I, I think. I would I would love to go to Chicago and just yeah. play all the uh, retro Sega arcade games. I know a lot of Mortal Kombat casts show up from time to time too. I would love to meet them. A lot of them live in the area. Um, a lot of former Midway employees and actors and voice actors live in this area. There's actually a um, gym nearby where I think some of the Mortal Kombat actors frequent, and they are like teachers there. So you can take a class from one of the, the actors from the game, so that's kind of fun. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, it's cool cool stuff. Chicago's the place to be when it comes to, like, Midway gaming and, and Mortal Kombat and all that. So it's very cool. Um, so before we close it out, I just want to touch briefly on some Sega stuff happening right now. So um, there are the Sonic Speed Strats. These are videos that are up on the Sonic YouTube channel and on the Twitter. Um, and you've actually been involved in those. So what's your involvement in those? And uh, how did you go about working with Sega on those? Oh, yeah, so um, I work with Strategy Guide, which is ran by Matt, uh, the former owner of Tails Channel. Yeah. Um, and we also got, like, a couple other people on the team as well. Uh, Sam procrastinates. Uh, his girlfriend, uh, McKenna, uh, Super Monkey Tweets. Uh, and Evan from uh, Tails Channel as well. And we pretty much, like, gathered together to, like, you know, help Sega like promote the upcoming like Sonic Origins. Um, and my, my role is basically uh, helping out with the scripts, um, making sure like we like get like all the, the, the lore and like the gameplay like you know features and stuff. We basically like work together on that one to make sure like we don't make any mistakes and make sure we stay true to like the Sonic branding and everything. Right. Um, That's cool. And uh, Sam uh, does the editing. Uh, Evan uh, from Tell's Channel, he uh, voice he does the narration voice, and he, he he makes a lot of good jokes, like in those yeah. videos and stuff. And I really enjoy them. Um, it's, like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, yeah. 
and I believe he and uh, Kenny worked on Speed Strikes logo. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate those. It's kind of like a little mini strategy guide for each game. Um, I didn't yeah. know how many they're doing, but it looks like they're doing one for every... They're doing like an intro one, and then there's one for every game. So there's like, what, five of them, I guess? Yeah, one, two, three, four, something like that. Um, yeah, um, we, I think Sonic 3 and Knuckles uh, is going to be the next episode. Oh, nice. Uh, it's going to be next and stuff, so uh, stay tuned for that. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so congrats on that. That's a cool uh, cool little thing that you're doing there with Sega. That's fun. Thank you. Yes, now we're both on the Sega YouTube channel, so I think we're slowly <laughs> taking over. Um, yeah, so speaking of uh, games that are out right now, so very briefly, Sonic Origins, what, what's your thoughts on it? Are you enjoying the game? Do you have any uh, nits to pick? You can, you can uh, pick Personally, I, I did a review on my YouTube channel recently. Mm-hmm. Um it's 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 a decent nice collection for like you know like newer general like general audience and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as a fan, like there, there's not a lot of stuff that bothers me. I know like I've seen like a couple of other YouTubers complain about like there are like some glitches in the game, like groundbreaking stuff. And you know, I mean to me, it's still playable. Like I w- I would say like Sonic Three might be the one I was really concerned about because there are some moments while, while I played the game, um, there are some like collision issues compared to the uh, the original game. Um, but like the rest of the games, like, well, mostly Sonic CD, I really enjoyed a lot. And I did, and I really do enjoy like the, um, the story mode where it shows like unique cutscenes that are made like entirely new by like yeah. Powerhouse Studios. Yeah, yeah. And, like I like how how the lore is structured in that game. Um, like how like how they finally address that like Sonic One and Sonic Two are like you know like Sonic CD takes place between those two games, and yeah. it, it kind of makes sense. And I remember Ian Flynn did a podcast on his Bubble King uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. That like like they originally they were gonna have Sonic CD takes place like after Sonic and Knuckles. Um, but Sega revealed it, but it would have made more sense too, because Eggman could use the time stones to restart everything. Right. Like, right. You know, and then like, you know, it's up to Sonic to like stop him from doing that and stuff. And then it, it, <laughs> it, it would have made sense, like you know. But you know, unfortunately, Sega beat it. With it. And it's fine. End of the day, like it's 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 a fun game. I like. I yeah. Like it's, not, yeah. it's not really. I'm not. I'm not too picky about it. I know people complain about the music too. And like, oh yeah, yeah. Like these days, like it's kind of hard. Like it's like you know, back in the day, we didn't have to worry about like license issues and stuff. It's like you know, Spider-Man appeared in Shinobi at one point without even license. <laughs> Godzilla did license too. Later. Yeah, yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, and um, like the music in Sonic Three and Knuckles didn't really bother me too much because I also had the game on PC uh, under the Sonic and Knuckles collection. I noticed they had like, you know, different music from there, which mm-hmm. happens to be the prototype, which I never knew about till like last year. So yeah. I was like, that was pretty interesting to like, you know, hear about and everything. And like, 
I hope I don't get like a lot of hate for this, but like I kind of like Ice Cap better than the original Ice Cap. Oh no! You're gonna <laughs> get some sorry. hard. You're gonna get some hard times <laughs> for that. Uh, it, it, it's, it's so upbeat, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, I've um, I'm yet to complete my review just because I got the code late. Um, but from what I've played, I've enjoyed it. I think it elevates the Sonic um, classic games to like the mania sort of canon like it all kind of brings them into one umbrella I, I would love to actually see like a combo cart like I know people want a physical release of Sonic Origins and I think it might actually be really smart to put Sonic Mania and Sonic Origins on like a $30 cart or something like that or disc Yeah. Um, my only real complaint would be that like 16 by 9 mode is exclusive for the coins way of playing whereas like when I put uh, Apple TV on my TV and, you know, I can hook up any Bluetooth pad, I can play Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and Sonic CD, like, pitch-perfect retro engine, engine uh, remakes without any of the um, Tails AI issues, uh, and yeah. I get the life icon. So it's almost like, I don't know, like, I kind of equate it to, like, if the mobile ports are, like, the Criterion collection, this is more like the... Um, like the four pack more general audience targeting collection like you're you're going to yeah. be missing out on some things that really like take the original experience and like blow it up to like 16 by 9 with all this cool stuff um but on the same you know on the other hand you get these cool cutscenes you get some new lore in there and I'll be honest like this is ab- above and beyond what I expected from them for the collection so I'm I'm impressed in that regard oh, um yes. so you know, I, I hopefully I'll get a review out this week or something. Um, but another game I know you want to talk about before we close out is the remake of The House of the Dead. Because as you mentioned at the top of the show, you are the proprietor of the website of the dead, which actually uh, we it lives on the Segabits and Sonic Retro server. So when we go down, you go down. Um, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what I like we're, to we're, say. We're, we're like a, like a hive mind. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, what are your thoughts on the game? Because I just recently started playing it. I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts were. So, I got a lot of things to say about the game. Uh, personally, I like it. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my friends uh, that I talk to uh, kind of like know i'm kind of obsessed with house of the dead because like house of the dead like when it first debuted like in 1996 97 in their yeah. arcades that game used to scare the hell out of me like the zombie like the creature zombies like look all more grotesque and everything they're more creepier than like the the ones you see in resident evil um but in terms of like the remake and stuff i like it i i want to say there, there's like different ports of the game like you got the switch ps4 xbox one uh, Stadia, uh, I think GLC or, or GOG, I can't remember. Oh, GOG, yeah, yeah. Um, never, never bothered with that. Uh, and the PC version. And for those who actually want to like experience like a better version of playing the House of the Dead, I recommend getting the, the PC version. Like the Switch is fun if you're playing it with a friend and stuff with a Joy Con, but there are times where like the controller kind of drifts a bit. Mm. Sometimes. It's not too bad. Like I feel like in the first two levels, it's not too bad. But like when you get to the third level, I remember I was fighting against the hermit, the little spider crab looking boss, and my controller would like drift and everything. And the graphics are kind of like 
kind of downgrade it to in comparison with the PC version. The PC version is like like more detailed and like you can like when you unlock the pitter weapon and stuff, you can actually pin the creatures into walls and doors, and they just yeah. kind of like that like ragdoll physics. Like, they'd be stuck in a door like this, <laughs> <laughs> and then the door just opened up and everything. And the, uh, the other ports, which are pretty much the same, the creatures just melt away and everything and stuff, and it kind of has like a little trippy like graphic, graphical like frame rate and stuff, and it's kind of like muddy looking, but mm-hmm. like the PC version is the way to go, and like... Um, I, I also said this in my review too that like if you're expecting this game to be like one on one with the model 2 original like you know it's, it's, it's definitely not like the case yeah. because it's a like, remake uh, from, the ground, like, <laughs> from the ground up from the ground up but like I, I really love the detail that you know Megapixel Studios did uh, with the game um they pretty much took care. They, they, the way they animated the characters in the game, like Rogan and G, like it's like they read the source material and kind of knew what those characters like were from the get go and stuff. Like Rogan is kind of like hot headed, but he's like persistent on his missions and stuff. And G is like this mysterious agent who, you know, obviously gets his mission done like by any means necessary. And there's a scene like if you're playing as either of those characters. Uh, I think it's chapter two. Rogan will kick like the bookshelf, like like in the original like uh, arcade game. While G would just like politely just move the shelf away mm. and put it in the corner so he can progress and stuff. That that shows the the difference between those two agents. You yeah. can select one of them, and um, in the uh, in the modern mode and stuff. The only downside I have with the game is not the music. The music's really good, other than the magician. Um, is not having like a lot more to unlock other than weapons and stuff. I, I wouldn't mind having mm. more characters to unlock. Maybe like Sophie Richards, like in the original, and the DBR scientists, and like like all of them have like different stats when it comes to like shooting and stuff. Right. Like like one character has like a slower reload reaction, the other one has like fast pace, you know, rapid fire and stuff. Like I wouldn't mind seeing stuff like that. Um. Like I, I wish they did like a DLC, but I'm not sure that that'll happen anytime soon. But right, like, right. if they ever do like a House of the Dead two remake, like I kind of want the same like style as the like House of the Dead remake, but like you know, but also like interact with the fans more and stuff because I I have a House of the Dead Discord server and they're very passionate about House of the Dead, and I hope they like all the team at you know Fair Entertainment and um, Megapixel Studio, like, you know, pay attention to the fans and everything. That I've heard, like, a lot of complaints regarding the music and stuff, and it's one of those days where we live in a different time where, like, music can be an issue later mm-hmm. on down the line, because, like, sometimes it could be, like, an issue with, like, samples that they used back in the day, or if it's, like, associated with a musician that is either passed away or doesn't want anything to do with a company right. or whatever. Right. And they have to understand that. And, you know, like, I enjoyed the music personally, especially, like, the first three stages and the boss music. Like, the, the first chapter of music is, like, so good. Like, it kind of has that House of the Overkill vibe, but still <laughs> kind of maintaining that original House of the Dead theme. Like, where yeah, it goes, yeah. like, duh, 
da, like, like stuff like that. Just get like, you to record it. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> just have a mode where it's just you humming it. Um, I had a question here. Um, does the PS4 edition work well with the Move controller? Can you use the Move controller with it? Uh, they've recently made a patch for the PlayStation Move, so you you should be able to use it now. But I've never like I don't I don't have the Move on me. I used to have like the PlayStation Three Move, but I don't have like the PS4 Move or anything. I haven't like tried it out yet. But like you know, uh, try it out and see like if it works or not. If you have a PlayStation Move. Um, I've I've only used like the the switch gyro controls for my version. Yeah, yeah. I'd say like modern gaming, the one big loss is uh, light gun gaming because it's just something oh, yeah. they haven't been able to replicate. They can only really do it when it's like hyper specific to like one piece of hardware, like with the move or with um, like if if Nintendo is able to like get you know these little things to like click off and then you're like oh yeah and then we've got like the Joy-Con gun but it's like you know it looks like a razor or something like it just like a razor. <laughs> you know like you're not gonna see you know proper light guns I don't think ever again um so it's it's kind of a I wouldn't say like a dying uh, uh sort of genre but it's definitely it is a dying genre I'd say light gun games you just unless it's a like a rail shooter like um like the recent Air Twister or um, yeah. you know, like a Panzer Dragoon or something like that. But when you're doing the, the aiming and the reloading, like you're going to either have to have it be VR, which is still super niche, or, you know, use just basic analog or digital, you know, controls. And it just, it doesn't feel the same, yeah. um, you know? And it's also, it's, I mean, it sounds really cool, but like for the people listening to this who never really were into light gun games or had all the peripherals, it's a lot of work because you've got to sometimes get like a little thing and mount it up here, and yeah. then you've got to have four different wires. Like it's almost always wired, and you're standing back, and you don't want to trip on the things. Like it's cool and all, yeah, but like a lot of work, I think that's what killed it is just the price of peripherals and just the amount of of work like if you look at my retro gaming setup my tv has like three different three or four different sensors on top for different consoles that require it so it's like you know know. there is the sending gun too that like a lot of people have been buying for like pc light gun Mm. games and stuff Mm -hmm. which works on like emulated games like virtual cop and virtual cop 2 uh those are another that's another franchise i wouldn't mind seeing like come back because like we never got a port of virtual cop 3 Mm -hmm. um and um, did talk to like the character designer for that game. He's on Twitter, um, and I think he shared like an artwork piece of like all the characters. I think I have the book somewhere, but I don't know if I want to get up and get it real quick. Um, it was like a like a like a novel, like a game novel explaining like the events of Virtual Cop Two, and it has oh, nice. like a like a unique art piece of like all the characters, like uh, uh like. Rage, Marty, Janet, and Joe Fang together, and like, so cool. Like, especially Janet Marshall. Like, she, she's like one of the best singer girls out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, well, hey. Uh, so, if people want to attend Fan Jam, like you said, they can check out the website. What What's the destination? Like, if you want to learn all you can about this, um, what's the easiest way to learn about it? 
Like, uh, you can follow us on our social medias. Uh, we have Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we also have an Instagram as well. You can follow us for more details. Uh, I believe the website is linked on our Twitter mm-hmm. account. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm not sure if I'll be able to type it real quick. I, I, can, I can type it to my phone since the podcast is already on. Um, so I got you yeah, guys. Yeah, I visited the website. It's it's a longer URL, so if people are, are uh, if they want to visit real quick, checking out your Twitter account, I think, is the easiest one. But it's, yeah, it's SS Fan Jam Remix dot wixsite.com so that's yes. where you can find it um oh, yes. and it's got uh and i think you have to actually add my site at the end so yeah I, I think check out the twitter account that's the easiest way to get all the information about it and also people need to remember too that the kickstarter was just to make sure that the convention happens and to give away the first round of passes but um if you're like scrambling to find them right now don't worry like you said there's going to be more going on sale you're going to be able to attend. It's just it's just the Kickstarter assured that it is happening, and now that it is happening, you can still get your pass. Oh, yeah. um, Definitely. And then you mentioned too that you have a YouTube channel. Uh, what is your YouTube channel name so people can check? Uh, it out? It's, it's it's very generic. <laughs> Corey Maru Gaming. Okay. <laughs> Nothing so like, wrong uh, with that. I like it. Straight to the point. You're not like the gaming resource dot com or something. You know, like no, like I like talk about like different like Sega lores and stuff like mm-hmm. the characters mostly uh, like how they're like created from like you know within Sega and stuff like I know like my House of the Dead videos have been doing really well on like the Sega lore stuff mm-hmm. and I also did recent ones like uh, like, like uh, I think Alex Kidd, Space Harrier Space Channel 5, uh, Ulala um, and I did one on Sonic recently so if you guys want to check that out and stuff because I, I know like a few of you guys probably seen like a lot of Sonic history videos and stuff but I just I just do them for fun like I just like Sega characters in general um, I'm probably going to do more soon but I do have at least two Sega videos I want to bring out very soon because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm switching um, like another video software program like I used to use Camtasia, but Camtasia I, I used to outdated Camtasia. Uh, it's still good, but it just freezes every time I try to like add like a clip <laughs> and everything. So I'm just gonna start sticking with like Adobe Premiere. Oh um, man, I use yeah. iMovie still. I don't care, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, you know. Yeah. Um, hey, that's awesome. So I am so looking forward to Fan Jam. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to be there unless, like, my legs get snapped off, like, at the last minute. I can't, like, I have to, like, crawl myself there or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it sounds like a blast. I'm really happy that it's back. Uh, It's been great reconnecting with you again. Um, So, you know, hopefully uh, once we get closer to Fan Jam, have you come back on, maybe talk about some of the the new guests or new things that you've uh, announced since then. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe oh, yeah. October, we could come on in costume, dressed as our uh, in Akira costumes that Sega yes, sent that us. Yeah, that would be dope. I'll, I'll be definitely down for that, especially with the Virtual Butterfly they advance. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, that would be fun. So, hey, thank you so much again for uh, coming on and talking about it again. That's Sonic and Sega Fan Jam Remix in Georgia in November. Check them out on Twitter. 
go to it, attend. We need more s- general Sega fans out there. You know, the Sonic fans, they're they're at the gates. We need we need more people in our army. So you can be a Sonic <laughs> fan too. You just need to yeah. you know, like like Jet Set Radio or something. But anyway, hey, <laughs> Patrick, thank you so much for coming on. And we'll see you next time on the Swing and Report show live. Uh, I still don't have a sign off, so bye. Lots of day.
my head. 